Hey, this is It's All Downhill, and I'm Christy Brannon. Today, I'm talking to Mary Romeo. Mary's a comic in LA. She's a good friend of mine, and actually, she's the first person to let me interview her. She runs a great mic, uh, which will hopefully be returning when everything gets back to normal in the real world. It's at The Mint in LA, and you can follow her at Mary Romeo on Instagram. She's putting up some really funny sketches. She's got updates on her shows. You can see some of her comedy there totally worth a follow. You should do it. You can also find links in the show notes. Uh, now it's time for the interview. I, You know what? The first week I was making fun of people going live and now I'm like, You're will one somebody go live so I can... <laughs> I just want to see a face, please. I just want to see another face, regardless of if it's on the computer. I just want to see one person. <laughs> We're just trying to make the, the most of it over here. What are you drinking? You it's a seltzer. Okay. I'm still on coffee. <laughs> I'm not to the point where I'm just day drinking yet. Oh, I've surpassed that. I have, <laughs> we are, are trying one rule. I keep saying we, if you guys don't know, I have a roommate here. She's on the phone with her mom. Basically, uh, we have a rule where we have to wake up before noon and we can't start or can't start drinking until after four. So we have like a nice little window of time where we just like wake up before noon, relax, start drinking at four. That's good. That's at least you have, at least you have a little bit of something. Yeah. I feel like you need to set rules and boundaries because I feel like you can completely let yourself go during this time. Oh yeah. I wish I had bought more ice cream. That's my (laughs) only thing. (laughs) Oh my God. We bought a shit ton of ice cream. We have two gallons and then like a, like a big, just square that like bear we had to rearrange the freezer several times to get that thing to fit it was 100 percent worth it I just know for sure I'm coming out of this looking different and it's either gonna be like skeletal thin because I ran out of like effort to cook the food that I have to eat mm-hmm. or just like Pillsbury Doughboy you know <sighs> Dude, I've, I don't, I mean, I think the scale lies, but I've gained a good five pounds, which is fine. Cause I was getting, I, I don't know if you saw, but I had this post on my Instagram. It was like, oh, my two year up anniversary. And it was like photos from the past year. And Casey was like, can I comment on it and say, you're slowly getting emaciated. Like we could just see you just like, <laughs> just like, like slowly <laughs> wasting away. Yeah. That's what all it does to you. Well, what, what are you, uh, I'll get to the, the main thing that I want to talk about is just like, if you have something like really big or really tragic that like made you like, I know you just moved from like Pennsylvania to LA to do stand up comedy. Like something has to have right. that. Yeah. I mean, I was going to tell, just tell the story of how it kind of all started. Please. It's a pretty yeah. crazy story. Yeah. So, um, Basically, I had just graduated college and I was working at a news station in in Pennsylvania for like nine months and I hated it. It was just sad. I mean, can you imagine working uh, in the news like right now? That would be the worst. (laughs) Just the most horrible, uh, depressing thing ever. So I hated it and I just like always wanted to, um, I don't know, work in comedy or just something related. So I reached out to this aunt that I like never knew about. I just knew I had this like distant cousin who was like my dad's cousin. <laughs> I don't know that, um, that lived in LA and was like an actress and 
she had the same last name as me. So I was like, okay, we, you know, this is legit. I looked Give at her IMDb. Weak spot for people with the same last name as you. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh my God. It must be like, I'm either a narcissist or I'm like, I believe in you. That's a cool name. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so, both. Probably. So I, I saw her IMDb. I was like, that's enough for me. We have the same eyes. Like that's, we're related. So um I just like called her up or I like got her email and I was like yeah let's talk and she just like became my mentor and told me to start doing stand-up and start writing every day start writing jokes work on a spec script have this and that if I was really serious about moving to LA and I was like okay cool so I did exactly what she said and I was still at this news job I was working from 1am to 9am and I would go and do improv on Wednesday night <laughs> from, I hate improv too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate it after that. That's, you can uh, tell that you're like desperate to do comedy when you start doing improv. Like that's, yeah. what, that's what happened to me at a couple points too. It's just like, I don't know, yeah. I guess I'll do improv. Someone right. pay attention to me. Someone, I mean, it's, it's all like exploring comedy too. Like if you've never done it before, like you have to try it to know if you don't like it or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so not an improv person. I don't like relying on other people to make jokes because they're like usually corny or like <laughs> I can't like do an accent and like I just feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I did it and I, and I joined and I was doing an improv class from like 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then I would drive to my work and I would go like take a nap on this like couch in the attic of the newsroom and I would like <laughs> fall asleep and wake up for my in time for my shift to start at 1 a.m. And then I would do that from 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. And then I would go home and I would sleep the rest of the day. And then the next night, I, st- I was doing stand-up comedy, too. So, and that was at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone on Thursday nights. So I would do the whole thing again. I would go there at, like, 8 p.m. I'd stay there until 1 a.m. Or I'd go yeah. to my job at, like, midnight or whatever. And then work. And I hated work. And I was so clearly bad at it and like didn't give a fuck and and you had to do it at night like that's the worst part oh my god dude there would be times where I was like falling asleep at the keyboard and like dozing off and then I'd wake up and I'd read my sentence and it would be like the robber was spotted at d d d d h h h q q q q q q q comma my producer would be like Mary are you awake right now like and then there'd be stories where like just they did not make sense at all they'd be like are you even reading the words that you write like do you <laughs> how to make a sentence it was so bad so oh my god so yeah but I, I sucked it up and I did it for like nine more months and then I was like all right I'm out I'm so gone uh, I'm, I can't do it anymore so I Damn. quit and I started bartending and then I was bartending at um this restaurant in York PA for a little while and I was doing comedy still like trying to go and do shows in Baltimore and Philly and Lancaster area which is really dope if you start comedy on the east coast because there are so many small cities to hit from like Baltimore to Boston you can get to like eight major cities and so that was that was a cool like to experience comedy on there like on that coast for a little while but um yeah, so I kind of got close with the restaurant workers, and I was like, hey, I want to, like, start a show, and I was only, like, three or four months into into comedy, but I, I threw the show at their restaurant, and it was just 
so much fucking fun. It was like a hundred people. And I was like, oh my God, I can do this. I got like steam. I had <laughs> from that. I was like, I'm moving to LA and I'm making a goddamn name for myself, motherfuckers. And I got out there. My first open mic that I did was at a fourth wall, <laughs> a tent. It wasn't even fourth wall. It was a tent beside the fourth the subsidiary wall. ones. Oh, and there God. was four fucking people. And I was like, this is going to be the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an absolute nightmare. Did I make the right decision? And that was a, a little over a year ago. And I can say 100%. Like, it's better now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the decision I ever, even, even when that happened, obviously I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. But then I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is just what it is. Like, and it's just such a fucking process to get to where the your favorite comics are now but they all had to start somewhere you know they didn't just like all of a sudden wake up one day and were amazing like I think that's yeah. the whole point of why comedy is so awesome and rewarding is that it takes so long to like find your voice and your place and your purpose and like all those things and it's just like if you're in it for the long run then you're gonna make it <laughs> if no you can one, survive if you can survive it yeah survive it'll happen quit, then you'll make it like yeah my um, favorite thing is I I love watching like movies about like like documentaries about stand-up and stuff more before I moved here than now but when I was like first getting started I was like obsessed mm -hmm. and I watched this one that was like from like five or ten years ago and it was basically mostly in LA. And my favorite thing is like, I noticed, I watched it again after I moved to LA and like, you know, the liquid zoo, that's this like a yeah, dive bar in Van Nuys. <laughs> yeah. Shout um, out Ryan Tamo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't always used to run it, but like I saw the list of like people that signed up and it was like, you know, some were names that I have still seen there and some were people that like, I've never seen before and they probably quit like one name was Hassan Minaj oh my gosh right what? That's so which cool. I thought was insane it's like wow uh I guess I guess anybody can do it if yeah he's doing I mean, that at and some point still and they're still there grinding and that's yeah. another thing is like you think oh like you've been in the game for like five years it's like yeah but that doesn't automatically mean that you're like a headliner now like you still have to go to the same open mics for like years yeah and I mean for some people like it pays off for some people they're just they're naturally good and funny and they just they just rise but if it's like a it's like being like a like a dumb kid at school and like you have to study for the test and you have to work really hard to get it but like you're still getting an A but you have to just, or you know you have, to do, you have to try harder yeah and then it's like the kid were like Crystalia, who are probably I mean I don't know Taylor Tomlinson is a good example she is fucking hilarious yeah and um, she's still like she's so young right now so young god she's a young fucking legend yeah um but yeah she probably like uh, she's probably a smart kid didn't have to work that hard <laughs> like just kind of came naturally and she, like you know there you go yeah yeah plus but, I think she started like really young yeah yeah so probably. I think I don't I mean I don't really know her story but like maybe like 18 or something yeah which yeah. I just I feel like like even though she's like really young it means like she's still been doing it for like seven years or something right which is not even that which long is not that and long but also forever. a long time <laughs> <laughs> true yeah but like still I I I 
I always thought like the 10 year mark was like when you get like that Netflix special. Mm. Like, that's I feel like that's what people say a lot. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I know. Yeah. I don't know shit, but she's fucking. She's but fingers there. crossed, you know, you can make <laughs> it to 10 years. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully you've tried hard enough that you're good enough. Right. Yeah. Because if, if you go to like the 10 year mark and you're not like hitting those goals and you're still at the same open mic, it's like, okay, maybe we should just like rework some things. <laughs> yeah. Um, get your priorities straight. <laughs> uh, one thing that you're like super good at is like asking for shit and like that's oh, yeah. something Being... that you have to do but yeah. like so like even even coming out here contacting your aunt like even starting with that like wh- are you were you always just that ballsy or like <laughs> did you just um, decide like I'm gonna ask people that are tangentially related to me and then be good enough that they'll keep giving me things because they want to talk to me Right. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a combination of both. It's that I've always just been like, fuck it. Like, what's the harm? Like, the worst they're going to say is no. So you might as well just ask. Um, It was that and it was just... No, I never expected her to, like, let us move in with her. I just kind of was thinking, oh, she can just be, like, someone who's a mentor, someone who can give advice. Mm -hmm. But then we got to know each other and we would talk like once a week and I would give her updates and she was like, you should come out here and like move in with me. And so it was like, it was almost like just knowing when you're like, like at a good point with someone like before asking for things. Cause it's not even like I asked that. I just, I just wanted the, just to talk to someone that, that knew the ropes, you know, Mm -hmm. but Aside from that, like, I didn't necessarily ask her to, like, live out here because, god damn, that's, like, a huge ask. ask. That's ridiculous. But I definitely asked for things regardless from that. Like, um, uh, shout out to Johnny Mitchell. I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about him right now. I (laughs) was the most annoying person ever. We talked about this already. Uh, (laughs) Would just always be like, oh, like, where's, like, where, like, he would, post like about a show that he was doing I'd be like what's the address like I want to come like just so annoying and (laughs) he knew that and still calls me annoying but he's like your perseverance for the things that you want is gonna get you what you want because you're not afraid to be annoying and like you do it in a way that's not it's still annoying but it's you're doing it from a good place and it's not like I don't know I feel like when people ask for stuff and they're like arrogant about it or they feel like they deserve it like then people hate them but if you're like you can say no and that's actually fine but I'm gonna keep asking and it's like I ask when I feel like the time is right like for a show or something like I've if I've shown up and I've met them and I've supported it and like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um then like I feel like that's an appropriate time to ask but if you just see someone like posting about a new show that they run like don't slide in their dms until you like have met them or are somewhat friends with them or have talked to them in person like i feel like you definitely have to ask for things but there's a line of when to know like if it's appropriate or if you're just like trying to get something out of someone or the worst is if you ask for an opportunity and you're not ready and then it's like (laughs) why the fuck did you ask bro Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Calm down and wait your turn. Yeah. Like, imagine if I was just like, can I do an hour at this? 
<laughs> yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. I, I would talk for 10 minutes and then get uncomfortable. And I mean, and I'd be like, there are ways- some B-side jokes for another. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pull out my phone real quick. Um, here's what, the other day. Um, <laughs> what am I going to talk about? What did I want to say? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, that is not something I miss right now. Like, I don't know how to, yeah, let's talk about the mint open mic. Cause now you're finally down here. You did oh, yeah. do an open mic. It didn't do well. Cause yeah. Just so, yeah, I can talk about that. Yeah, the basically, I started this open mic at, at Hamptons. Is that what you're saying? The re- the restaurant one? Yeah, but now you yeah. have a really good one. Right, yeah. So that one that one failed miserably. It only happened three times. It sucked. Um, but now, and then I waited like nine months. And if it ever, if, you know, real life happens again, we can go back to it. But it started, <laughs> it started in January. And it's at uh, the Mint, which is in like uh, Culver City area of L.A., uh it's on pico boulevard it's really a jazz club but there's like the secret back green room and that's where we hold the mic and it it gets packed like every week like 50 to 60 people we're smoking the entire time we call it hot box comedy it's uh, good have, i've been <laughs> yeah so so much cool i know i'm i'm feeling like there's like viewers watching so i'm like well, hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um anyways if you guys want to check it out um as soon as you details um, i'm just kidding but anyways so mm-hmm. it, it stopped it obviously i mean we can't we yeah. can't have it anymore. But, but you do. We are, you did an online one. How'd it go? Right. It went really well. We live streamed it on Facebook, and there was like twenty people watching the whole time. We got some comments and like some Aww. feedback and stuff, and and it was cool. And it was just more of like a hangout or something. Like we were all just kind of riffing and joking. And then mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, the producer, he made it feel like a web series and like a broadcast, and he would play back. It was all up to me too, because I was the one hosting it. So it was just like weird the way that it all kind of like fl- like flowed. I would be like, "All right, well, welcome back. If you're tuning in right now, we have 20 viewers. Like, we're checking in with Fonto. Fonto has your your uh, quarantine going. Okay, right now we're gonna take a take a look at uh, one of his sets from a previous mint mic. Take it away. And then it would like go oh, to crazy. the clip. And it was just it was just so well done. It felt like like a show. Wow. So I'm really hoping. Yeah, the next one is gonna be more of like an open mic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to still have like judges or whatever. And then people come on and they do their set. And then we kind of like talk and riff. And then the next person comes on. But I don't want it to feel like like we're roasting them. Because it kind of feels like a, like a Kill Tony vibe almost. Like there's like like a, like a judges. Oh, yeah. But I want it to just be like the audience. Because it's hard to do like a virtual open mic when no one's laughing at your jokes. It's weird. That's what I'm worried about doing those. I haven't done anything like that because I'm just like, I usually, I'm used to like, I think the only thing that I'm happy about this whole thing is just not being obligated to like go watch other comedians that I don't know and don't (laughs) care about do their like shitty jokes that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's to sit through. And now it's like, oh, okay. I get this time to like work on my own shit and like perfect my own shit. But then it's like, how do you know if your own shit is funny if you can't sit through other people's shit for them to hear your shit? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like, like, I'm not going to be paying attention. I'm probably going to like, who's going to know if I'm paying attention to them when it's online? (laughs) Right. I'll just mute my microphone and like (laughs) play Instagram story. Uh Yeah. Which is, kind of what I do anyway but sometimes at least I'm like tuned in a little bit because you have to be because you're there yeah I know it's it's hard it's it's a weird concept and then it's like 
nothing is going to be like stand-up. Like stand-up is just, yeah, you can act and you can self-tape. You can act from your living room or your, or in a studio or anything, but like doing stand-up requires a stage and a microphone and an audience. And like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just not going to be the same, but you know, it's cool that people are working on it and still trying to make places for it to be normal. And then once yeah. we go back, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be fine. I think. And hopefully. hopefully it just weeds out the people who like, weren't really that serious about it anyways. Like, <laughs> right. After a couple months, they'll just be like, like oh. I went back to Iowa. I don't know. <laughs> or I just started journaling. I don't need to embarrass <laughs> myself in front of strangers. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I realized how stressed out I was and I got therapy. So <laughs> I don't I need stand up. Um, yeah what it's gonna turn turn out to if if we have to stay in our homes for two more months I mean goddamn oh god um all right well I don't want to keep this too long but what are you working on right now uh well you can see this lovely board behind (laughs) me um my roommate and I are trying to work on a pilot we were taking um Judd Apatow's master class um so he's been teaching us how to how to write screenplays and and pilots and stuff so we're working on that and then we uh we've been making some silly videos uh a part of a lapocalypse series um, right i which i like them a lot really uh, okay yeah they're very cute i like oh, it all. thank you simple funny yeah they're just like short 20 to 30 second clips about two roommates dealing with the apocalypse um and we're kind of branding it the same as the show a little bit because the show is kind of about the same like just similar stuff a little bit yeah okay so yeah the show is called getting it and then all of our videos are like getting bored getting mail getting it okay understanding um so we're just we're 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 under a new a brand management right now we're <laughs> going through a rebrand um you're really going through rebranding of, yeah everything on, on on the needs that we've been producing is like under the same like category of things I don't know um I like that yeah so we're just you know trying to trying to progress become better writers yeah we're just we're just chilling Hell yeah. Watching Tiger King. (gasps) Watching Tiger King. Have you seen that? I saw the first episode and I want to see the next episode. I'm only watching it because everybody is talking about it. I I know. Casey said it best the other day. She was like, I feel like I don't need to know this about their lives. Like, it feels a bit intrusive. Like, I don't need to know any of it. No. Um, But. But I'm now gonna, the whole world does. So. You know what? Honestly, like, give it two weeks, and we'll have a brand new Tiger King, and it's going to be all live streamed from. <laughs> I can definitely see this being a hot Halloween costume. Oh yeah, October. Yeah, a lot of cheetahs, a lot of white trash Floridians, toting guns. It's going to be complete mayhem. Mullets. Oh yeah, from here to Santa Monica. 
Okay, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcasting service you use so you don't miss the next episode. I update every Wednesday. Follow me on social media at Downhill Pod, or if you want to email me, maybe you have comments, maybe you want to be on the podcast, send an email to alldownhillpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to put all this in the show notes. Make sure to follow Mary Romeo. Her name is so easy. It's just at Mary Romeo on Instagram. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Love you. Bye.